Okay, good morning. Today's class is the Nishma Yochmil Daniel Ben Gadai, Siam Benemer, Fushalimar of Shal Benyamina, Rav Daniel Ben Sarah, Elisheva, Margalit, Bat Shifra Leah, Mishab Fushalema, Ben Sian Fuchs, Chaim Tuvia Ben Chayam, Success Near Shemaim of Elisheva Benavaka, the Albin Elisheva, Emmet Ben Elisheva, Shefer Ben Elisheva, Rena Makov Tobabasha, also in the success of Rachel Brown and her jewelry business and Anonymous for Daniel Fuchs. They share and write the podcast. Okay, today's class, really, really great, great concept. I'm talking about Lesson 56 in Lakute Moran. This class is really, really a very, very practical advice on how to be saved from any kind of business worry that leads to depression and anxiety. We're going to actually give you a, a, an actual prayer from Rabbi Natan on discussing this. Again, we can apply this to any form of, it doesn't just apply to business itself, it could apply to relationships, it could apply to everything. These, these sense of constant issues that we have control, etc. So Rav Nachman starts this, the, the, the Torah itself, and actually this happened to me, because I'm going through, right now, I'm going through a lot of uh, Moroccan energy in the month of Tevet. There's just a lot of energy. You know, the Capricorn energy, the month of Tevet, which is drawing you to the ground. You know, one thing about this energy of the month, it's, just, it's, it's, it's drawing you to the ground, drawing you to the, to not only to materialism, but to the, whenever there's materialism, there's a, there's a sense of, of, of not enough sadness, things don't go your way. So you have to be very, very careful. And thank God, I, 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 I'm so grateful to Rabbi Nachman's teachings that, that I memorized most, most of them. So I, could, I, I, I know what Torah to go to, whatever situation I have in my life, what I need. And I'm sure this, everybody's feeling this kind of energy right now. It's been a very difficult year, a uh, fiscal year, definitely for anybody who's, who's, who's alive, especially Tesla, you know, 70% stock downs. I mean, this, this is just abnormal things going on. And we have a wonderful president that we can just have a lot of hope for. So <laughs> stuff like that should only get you to cry to God. I think Biden will get more people closer to Hashem than Power will. And uh, that's all I can tell you. Rav Nachman says in Lesson 56, he says, Now, the greater the dot, the easier it is to learn, earn a living. So remember, we speak about this many times, the greater the dot. Our job, in our, in, in the, 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 the 100% focus on these classes is to get to higher consciousness, because when higher consciousness relationships become better, money becomes easier, health comes, peace comes, everything comes when there's a higher consciousness. That's the whole goal of my podcast, is to get you to a higher consciousness, address the things that are not allowing you to get to conscious, take those, take those addresses. Remember, we had the appointment, with, we had the class with Travis, we're going to have a few more classes with Travis, but all of therapy is, really, he'll give you what the shadow is, you still have to not work. Okay, this is where it came from. This is how you got to fix it. You still have to put the work. I want to address that. There's no therapist that's going to give you a solution, one, two, three. Now comes the work. Now comes the work. It's not, there's no, it wouldn't be that easy. If it was that easy, everybody would be healed, everybody would be solved. But God wants you to put the work in the relationship. So Nachman says in Lesson 6, in Lesson 56, the greater the dot, the easier it is to learn a living. This is because effortless livelihood is dependent upon dot. And we, we know this from the Parshas Haman, because the people, Shatu Ha'am, they strolled around. The word Shatu is the word Shtut, foolishness. 
They gathered around with foolishness. Same thing. They shut to ham. They shut to ham. Singles party, singles event. Shut to ham. If we don't understand the the what, why am I not attracting the one? What's causing me to that I'm shut to ham? I'm I'm going to parties with shut. I need to go in there with 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 the right mindset. For the more one is lacking in that, listen to this line. Extremely important that you need to understand this in all aspects of life. For the more that one is lacking in that, the more one is hurried and burdened in the search for livelihood. The more one is lacking in that, the more one needs validation. The more one is lacking in that, the more one focuses on, val- on, on, on control. It's all coming from that. Why is that such a problem? Because the sin was with eight hadat, and the repair has to be with that. The sin was with eight hadat, the repair has to be with eight hadat. The problem is the solution. So this is where Ramachman says, in addition, the greater the dat, the greater the peace. This is because peace is dependent upon dat. The wolf will dwell with the lamb, for the earth will be filled with dea. Again, this is what we're all searching for. This is why we want Mashiach, because Mashiach, the wolf, will dwell, with, will, will dwell with the lamb. There will be a place of complete presence. Everybody will be in the moment. There will be no projections. There will be no low self-esteem. Everybody will just live in the moment. Everybody will live like in the moment. Imagine what that world will be like, where everybody just wakes up like they were reborn. That is what Mashiach looks like to our us. It's a, it's a place of newness. No baggage, no trauma, no, no anger. Everybody, just look at the amount of weight that we have on because of all this stuff that's already passed. And, and it's spilled milk, by the way. It's all spilled milk. What are we going to do with spilled milk? It's spilled already. Are you going to cry over spilled milk? We have to develop our dad. That's the most important thing. And the Ram Nachman says here that peace in the world will be so amazing that opposites will be capable of dwelling together because that will be prevailed. Imagine that. The great, even opposites. An Ashkenazi and a Moroccan will get married. Uh, a liberal and a, and a conservative will be best friends. Everybody will just be in the same page because they'll recognize there's a greater creator and they know nothing. And that's the dot they will have. Through this dot, peace is increased because anger and cruelty are only in an absence of that, because anger and cruelty results from an absence of that. Anger abides by the fools. But the more that is increased, the more there's compassion and peace. As a result, everybody's livelihood will come easy to them, because they, they, he won't, they will need to cheat, they will need to be envious, they will need to talk bad about their employees, or they'll, they'll recognize it's all coming from the same source. So what's, what's the difference? You can, out, it, whatever is destined for me to make, I'm gonna make, whatever you're gonna make, you're gonna make. And that's it. There's no reason to be jealous of you. There's no reason to steal from you. There's no reason to be dishonest from you. That is the key. As it says, he makes your borders peacefully and satiates you with wheat. So that is the end goal, okay? I just gave you guys the end goal. That is really, really, if you want me to begin with the end in mind, we should, we should always think with the end in mind. Created the world, give me the dot so I can recognize it's only you running the world. Let me not have the illusion it's my hands. My, my livelihood is coming from this person or that person's controlling me or the economy or whatever it is, which you can get completely trapped in that rat race in two seconds. Inflation, deflation, wh- whatever you want to call it. But 
the, the curse of this is the opposite. So why I, why I specifically tell people you have to want, keep Shabbat, because Shabbat is, is, is the absence of work and all, you receive, all you're doing is receiving. Shabbat, we're not, we're not allowed to do the 39 melachot because the 39 represents the word lat. Lat is a curse. We got cursed that we have to go through 39 labors to make a living. And anytime you're dealing with making a living, there's a big tendency to be drawn and sucked into this world of materialism, etc. There's nothing wrong with having, there's nothing wrong with being successful, but when it sucks out your spirituality, when it sucks out your life force, and it makes you completely closed off, that is a problem. And this is what Rabbi Nachman is going to address. The worries, the anxieties, etc. He's going to talk about this exactly. So Rabbi Nachman says here that primary, he says... And he's going to give us actually a, a, a segula. He's going to actually give us a tip on what we could do practically when we do feel this overwhelmness, this heaviness, which I felt this morning. And I actually did it. I went to this class. I did this vodidut. I did the deep, deep breathing, deep sighing. And it actually tremendously helped. He says, primarily, the way he's saying here is the way to fix this is through the pulse. We also, rec- we also can recognize an individual by his mood, right? She's in a good mood. He's in a bad mood, right? What, don't go around him, he's in a bad mood. We, we, we ha- somehow, how come my person's ruach, which is ruach means his spirit, his mood, we can easily tell right away why his shoulders are bent over, his arms are crossed, his energy's low, he's looking down, he has no vitality. He doesn't have presence. Nobody in a, ba- in a good mood has, is, is in, in a bad mood is walking around with presence. They're walking around with fear. They're walking around with some kind of emotional uh, heaviness that is blocking them, okay? And that's coming from a Ruach. And again, we can relate this example to, we can relate this example very few things. We can relate this example to, to practically the heaviness of life or the heaviness of dating. Don't just use this example to the heaviness of money. Use this example to the heaviness of life. That life, there is a heaviness there's a concept of heaviness that we, are, we, we have to be able to rectify this concept. And he says the primary circulation of the ruach, of the pulse, is found in the hands. So what I'm not going to tell you that when my, when my mood goes off, when I'm holding on to stress, the first thing I'm going to do is physically become weak. We spoke about David Hawkins, that 50% of your... Your, your muscles get actually fatigued. You, get, you, you, you become 50% weaker when you're holding on to stress. Go to the gym when you feel good and go to the gym when you're stressed out and you see the difference on how, what a difference of the workout you have. Why? Because the circulation of the ruach is found in the hands, since the hands are always busy. It's necessary to always to, 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 to remove them. And, and this is why Chinese medication, if we, we speak about Chinese medicine, Rav Nachman says that he can, they could tell your, you, go to, you go to an acupuncturist or you go to a Chinese medicine, right away they'll take the pulse, they'll see from the pulse itself exactly what's going on in your body. You could diagnose. The Arizal says you, you, could di- you could diagnose exactly what's going on in the person's life through his pulse. Fast pulse, slow pulse, because what happens is, is when you lose your spirits, when you lose your energy, your spirit, you start becoming heavy. The hands are the first thing that becomes heavy. Your hands go down, right? When you're happy, your hands go up. 
your hands go down. You become lethargic. You, become, you put your head in your first. Physically, we do this. Since the hands are always busy, therefore, it is necessary for the ruach of the pulse to circulate in an orderly fashion, correctly and steadily. But there's an aspect of a serpent that brings a depressed ruach, the 39 labors, which are the defilement of the serpent. This brings a ruach, a depressed ruach, and the ruach becomes depressed. So, as it says, as a result of the ruach becoming depressed, Rabbi Nachman tells us that the limbs become heavy and the ruach of the pulse does not blow inside of them. As it says, when Moshe's hands were heavy, they lost the war. So, we have to recognize that when we hold things in business, when things are not going our way, etc. in life, we have a tendency to become heavy. And what the heaviness does is it cuts off the circulation to the, to the hands, it cuts off the circulation to the heart, and it makes you physically heavy because you're not getting blood flow. One thing when you exercise, what do you get when you exercise? You get blood flow, and the blood's moving, and there's, there's a flow of blood, and that makes you feel good. It's a pump. You know, there's nothing greater than getting a pump when you're working out. That pump, you feel that oxygen. Everything's going back to the hands. It's a blood flow. It's a pump. That's why people work out. They want that pump. They want that runner's high. Because that, that creates... It moves the ruach, it moves the, uh, the, the, the depressed ruach that's causing the stillness. That's why it's extremely important. I recommend people, they must exercise. 80% of your brain, I heard a study that you could be affected by working out. So not working out is like taking a depressant. How to be 100% depressed? Take, don't work out, don't move. Because there's a physical component that you physically need to move. But Rav Nachman tells us something else. He says here, this is the aspect of the despair, the despair of the hands because the depressed ruach primarily damages the hands from when the hands become limbs and heavy and they weigh heavily on the ruach with the pulse. So this is practically saying that it gets worse and worse. But the more sad I am, the, 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 the more tired I get, the weaker I get, the more my heart becomes closed. It's like a vicious effect. And the opposite also. And he says the solution for this is to sigh. <sighs> Take a deep breath. So there's a lot of sighing that you have to do. What kind of sighing are we talking about here? We're talking about sighing, asking for help. When I'm sighing, not sighing out of, God forbid, sadness, sighing out of help. You know, when a person, when a person can't even ask for help sometimes, all he could do is take a deep breath. That is what he's talking about. Rabbi Nachman would always feel broken. You know, the... the the uh, Moroccans, they say, Ay, ma. You know, they're always, they're always, they're, they're very expressive, Moroccans, when, they, when something hurts them. Uh, you know, the, it, it's very important to physically, remember, physically do something. There's a physical component, either de- go into deep breaths, because remember, there's no oxygen in the limbs. There's no oxygen. There's nothing pumping. So you have to create the oxygen to flow back. So when you sigh out of a depthness of the heart of wanting to go closer, that sigh, <sighs> I, I, I sigh sometimes, sometimes I, 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 and you're sighing out of an overwhelmness. You're sighing out of, out of, of a lost. You're sighing out of trying with what you do and, and just you can't do it. And we're gonna, we're gonna give you an example of how you pray in this example because usually anxiety ends up leading to depression. There's always a price for anxiety. It just doesn't leave you with nothing. After that, you feel hopeless. Nothing can change. But you have to recognize the problem is that there's no oxygen in the hands. And why are the hands are, are heavy? 
because we want to take control of everything. And when things don't go our way, we get upset. And that, does, and that causes the lack of blood flow, the lack of oxygen, and that causes a person to completely, completely get worse and worse, and it closes up his heart. So this is where he's saying here that by sighing, oh, he revives and cures the ruach of the pulse and is saved from the deepness of, 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 of the ruach of the, of, of the bad ruach. And the ruach of the pulse returns steady. So practically, if we're talking about here consciously, a bad mood is just being in constricted consciousness. That is what a bad mood is. When I'm in a bad mood, it's because my perspective is off. I'm, I'm not seeing. I mean, how do you get yourself in a good, in a bad, in a, imagine you're in Florida, you're in 72 degrees, something doesn't go your way. Okay, just go to Buffalo for a couple of days and see your house frozen that you can't even look, go into the door or you have to shovel hours and hours. So here, something doesn't go your way. The Starbucks doesn't come at the right time or you get the wrong Amazon package. Oh, I can't believe I have to order again. Poor you. Please order from Amazon. They need a lot of chizuk, by the way. And everything just doesn't go your way and next thing you know, the, your day is like you're in a bad mood. You're just, you're just irritated. Or somebody doesn't say hi to you. Somebody doesn't say, I like your post. Or I love your dress, or whatever. But in Buffalo, there's no, there's no, there's no, nothing's working. Do you understand? The house is frozen. So sometimes it teaches us we're in a bad mood. We need to check our perspective. That's the first thing. We need to check our perspective and recognize that we are holding on to a lot. And I'm going to tell you, be honest, I am holding on. There's so much going on in my life right now. A million things going on in my life right now. A million and one. So if I didn't have my Hezbo to do this morning, I can't even imagine what it would be like in my life if I didn't have my Torah and my tefillah every morning. I don't understand how I would be able, how I would be able to do it. I, I would have a heart attack. I would literally have a heart attack. If it's not for this daily oxygen, oxygen, pretty much when you are praying and you are learning, you are, oxygen, you are giving yourself oxygen so you can breathe and function in life. And if you don't have this, life is going to become very heavy. Let me just give you pretty much the prayer of Ramnatan. So if you tell me, yeah, I like your class. No, this is oxygen. It's not a matter of if you like them or not. Do you want to breathe or do you not want to breathe? It's pretty much that. It's not a matter of we're looking at, yeah, I should listen to a class, I should pray. No, no, no. You have to look at it. If you don't do it, you will suffocate. You will suffocate emotionally. There's no possible way today that you will not suffocate emotionally if you do not have some kind of something that is healthy that you are releasing this energy in. Nobody's that on the ball. Nobody's hanging around with, with the Dalai Lama in the Malaysian. We're dealing with reality right now. And that's what God wants. He wants you to deal with heaven. He wants you to bring heaven down to earth. He doesn't, he doesn't want you to go spot and go hug a tree and na na na, no, no, you're dealing, you're married, you have kids, you have businesses, you've got all kinds of stuff going on, and you have to elevate these things. But he's giving us a solution. He's giving us, we, we can attach and be able to be safe from this. So Rabbi Nachman says, when you take a deep sigh, like just when you get good news, what do you say? Oh, thank God, right? So you have to do that. You have to have a muna and do that all the time. Believing it's going to work out. Like we take a deep breath after, don't we? 
Ah, oh, thank God. No, no, no. This is, has to be, that means if you do them before, they won't have to be so big at the end. So taking a deep breath and recognizing the distance and, and, and confusion that you have is normal. Because remember, it's not physically possible to rise from one level to another level without getting opposition. That's one. Number two, the greater you are, the greater the opposition. So no matter what, even if you learn more, you're going to have more opposition. So it's, and I gave this line, which is so true, that life is difficult for two reasons. One, because you're in a comfort zone and you've got nothing going on and you're looking at everybody else run a marathon while you're sitting there watching them. Or you got out of your comfort zone and you're running the marathon. But you, you see, there's no choice C here. We don't have a choice C. There's no choice C here. Either you're in a comfort zone and you're watching everybody else and then you're upset that you're not running or you're running and it's difficult. I think I'd rather run the marathon and deal with the growth, the pay for the price. But sitting and watching the marathon is not going to be the solution either. So we have to embrace all of this. And what we could do is we have to ask for help. All creator, your creator is asking you is to ask for help. That's it. Just like you, you, know, you lost somewhere. What do you do? You ask for help. We ask for help by first creating a deep breath of sigh of distance. That's the sigh. The sigh is, the, is, the, is basically the siren. I need help. But again, not, ugh. Oh, please help me. You see the difference? Not, not this pissed off uh, breath. Like, ugh, oh, this is going off. That is not what we're talking about here. That's, a, that's, a, that's venting. Here we're talking about a sigh of a asking for relief. Rav Nathan's prayer in the 50th, in the 50th gate um, Rabbi Kramer is coming out with a book with all the prayers in one, which is good. Now, he's, now you have to go through seven volumes. But look, look, look at his prayer. So you have an idea how he takes this little, air, this little Torah and how he expresses it. This is exactly what we all need to do. The, most, the best thing you could do is not be spiritually constipated. When you learn something, they, it must now be expressed. Why does it have to be expressed? Because expression creates desire. The expression makes the word makes a, a vessel for the words. I could just read something here, and it can go from one ear, one ear, and not the other. But if I now take this Torah that we just talked about about anxiety, making a living, etc., and I'm expressing my my soul expresses it to you, and I'm now taking this Torah and expressing it to my Creator. That is going to be a better chance that that's going to penetrate my heart and get into and revive the lungs. This is exactly what we're trying to do. We're just trying to revive the lungs. Dear God, rescue me from the toil of my hands. Nullify all my depression, worries, and anxieties, particularly my worries about making a living. Because of my many sins, my desires, my heart is overcome with heaviness. Depression and anxiety with earning a living has become a difficult burden for me. As a result, the spirit of my heart has closed down so the pulse cannot radiate properly through my limbs. That's the first thing he says. See? My heart is closed. Therefore, I cannot feel my limbs. 
So you, we know that heart, open heart, more energy in our limbs. This is why we don't want to move. People don't want to move. They don't want to get out of bed. You think because the mattress is comfortable? Because they they've already predicted the day. They've already predicted what's going to happen that day. Why do you think people don't want to get out of bed? Because they've already predicted the day. They've, they've closed their heart. Nothing's going to change the day. Why even get out of bed? What's the difference? That is a problem. You lose hope. When you lose hope, you lose everything. As a result, my hands have become grown heavy because of the heaviness and the spirit of my heart it grows even weaker. And my depression leads me to so much heaviness and weakness and a sealed heart that I'm almost close to death. Master of the universe, you know all of this bitter from my own unsettled heart. The agony of my heart reaches the heights of heaven. The strength to bear the load has collapsed. Woe to me. Woe to my spirit. Woe to the bitterness. I have no idea how to begin to speak to you. This is Rabbi Natan. <laughs> I have no idea how to begin to speak to you. That is a good introduction for a good Hizbodidut when you have nothing to say. I have no idea how to begin to speak to you. Is that truth? Yes, it is truth. But that is exactly what your Creator wants. I open up, how can I open up my mouth? How can I lift up my eyes to heaven? How can a servant speak to his master? I'm so far away from you. Father, master of compassion, redeem me. Show me how to open up my heart. Show me how to abandon my foolish ways and help me get closer to you. Dear God, purify me so I'm able to sigh from the depths of my heart. And with this sigh, revive the spirit of holiness in my heart so that the spirit will again speed up and breathe thoroughly. So even he, he's asking, teach me how to breathe. Teach me how to take the proper sigh. You, you, you see how he's micromanaging every single issue? Even how, Teach me how to breathe. When's the last time you asked your creator, creator of the world? I have no idea how to breathe. Teach me how to talk to you. We, are, we have to also micromanage even the specific details and this is exactly what Nachman used to talk to his body parts. Please arm, have the strength today to do this. Please legs. He would talk to the body parts. Because when you talk, and specifically prayer, it gives physical energy to those things. When you talk things out, it physically releases tension. It releases tension. It releases the, 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 the heaviness. So by talking it out, the heaviness is gone. The, the, and sighing and talking it out, the heaviness is gone, the, 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 the energy goes back to the limbs, and now you're able to now pray with joy. So it's, that's why Rav Nachman said, after a broken heart comes joy. And it makes absolutely no sense. How do you get from one then to the other? Because you feel a sense of relief. But we are all calling from a, a form of constraint. And you're probably thinking, you're the only one going through this. No! The whole world isn't in, in stuck in constraints. The only difference is some of them are, people are letting it out, talking to the Creator, and some of them are holding it in, or medicating it, or not even dealing with it. That's really the difference. And this is where we get, unfortunately, the, but, but, but if this is from Natan, and he's telling you what he went through, but he's asking God, teach me how to breathe, teach me how to get the pulse back. What does he say also? Inspire me to be joyful always, never to experience this bitterness and depression. Did you ever ask your creator, creator of the world, take away depression and anxiety from me? Did you ever ask him for that? 
No, how can I ask him? It's not going to work. I have to go to 100 doctors to, to get that rid of that. Ask him. Get rid of my bitterness and depression. That simple. I've asked many times. Create the world. Get rid of this anger from my heart. I can't do it by myself. Next thing you know, it's gone. You cannot get turned down spiritually. Heaven does not turn you down spiritually. So when we are just working on physical prayers and we're not going spiritual to spiritual prayers, this is why we're not getting the results. This is the way Rav Nathan spe- speaking, guys. Do you see the intensity here? Do you see the emotions? Do you see the expressions? Do you see how he's speaking? Go to, go to Uman one day on Rosh Hashanah. Go to Uman and you see people, you think people are getting mugged. It looks like New York over there. It looks like New York. and uh, People are talking, they're screaming. They're yelling, and nobody's making, oh, it's a breast lover. It's normal, practically normal. Nobody even looks, you know, here you go to a regular show, you start screaming, you start moving, and they look at you like, what's wrong with you? Brad, they scream, and nobody looks, makes a difference. They're, they're smiling at the guy. <laughs> yes, we feel you, we're in the same boat. That's the way we're really supposed to really, really have this expression. And, but, you know, imagine if you just express, and, and when you can express to your creator, then you, can, then you have a warm heart, then you can express to your wife that you can express to other people. But when you can't express to your creator, then, then you pick up a, a sidur, and what do you think the sidur is going to do for you? It's going to change your heart? <laughs> what is a sidur? You could write, read a dictionary, for God's sake. What's the difference a sidur? Okay, so you're holding a sidur now. Tomorrow you're holding a, your phone, or you're holding a newspaper. What's the difference at the end of the day? You're not connected. You're not connected to the words. You're not connected. That's why we don't feel anything of the words. But we have to address, create the world. Get rid of my anxiety and depression. You can't avoid it. And you can't think that there's something wrong with you because you have it. No. If Ramnathan is telling you to do this, and he did it 250 years ago, that means you have it also. Teach me your ways. And, and, and again, it's, it's, we have to understand something also. That your creator will purposely make you go through something by taking away your consciousness so you feel, it, you feel something. And you grow through something. So there's times that even your brain, your will is taken away from you. Which, that makes no sense. But there's times that God takes away your brain and He says, give it to me for 24 hours. I want you to experience something. And you're left with, where you think you know this, you know that, you know, you're like, oh my God, I have no idea. I don't know anything. It's to humble you. And to see what you're going to do with that will. What are you going to do? It's a test. And if you handle it well, not only does he give you your brain back, but you come back with more appreciation because you recognize, oh my God, I thought I had all the tools. I can't even get out of this. So this is why it's normal to go through sessions of anxiety. It's normal, but it's not meant to sit there and just rehash the garbage. It's meant to express, express it. And it says here, bring me to true holiness and purity. Guide me to rise from level to level until I'm aided by the strength of the true tzaddikim. Teach me, how to, teach me your ways and lead me to cling on to this. Master the world, my king, you know that I cannot speak to you until you give me this permission. Enough, help me, get me out of this exile, etc. Master the universe, save me from the toil of the hands. Rescue me from the difficult involved in learning a living in the merit of the true tzaddikim, etc. Turn me into gracious, etc., etc., etc. So this is just, again, this is just a little chapter of how he spoke. Okay? We spoke about earning a living. We spoke about having that earning a living. Now, 
Now you have to take it and now you have to express it into your heart. Now that is called taking potential and bringing it into actual. Understand? Taking potential, because we spoke about the class before. I'm giving birth to an idea. I have to take an idea. I have, it's in potential. I take it to actual by now expressing. So you could, you could buy the 50th gate from Rabbi Natan. Or you can write your own words. Write your own prayers. Created the world. I keep on going to these Sharchanim. One is worse than the other. I have nowhere else to turn to you but to surrender to you. Every time I go on a date, it gets worse and worse. Write it, write it your own prayer. Write your own prayer. But don't sit there and just swipe an app. Write a prayer for yourself. When you wake up in the morning and say, Creator of the world, I'm dying here. I'm dying. What should I do? You have to, you have to write your own prayers. Rabbi Nachman said that is the highest form of Ruach HaKodesh. It's the highest form of prophecy. You can write your own prayers and then you could say them. And then they'll really mean something to you. So this is really what Emuna is about. This is really strengthening yourself where you can get that. And, I, and again, I, in my life, it's, it's, it's plug and play. What, what am I going through? Okay, I need to go through. I need to, this is the Torah I've got to deal with today. Thank God I have this wisdom that I've been given. And I just hear, hear what Torah is it? What prayer? And, and right away I get out of that state in a pretty, pretty quick way. Because I know that that's what I have to deal with today. Everything is chachma. Everything is, there's, a, there's a point in everything in our lives. And now you know. We spoke about the energy of Tevet. The energy of Tevet is definitely materialism, anger. You, you, there's an extra drawn to this energy in this month. This heaviness that we're dealing with. So we have to ask for help in this area. Where, where Adar, you're going to ask for Simcha. We're, we're Shavuot. Uh, next month, Shavuot, you're going to ask for to, to be able to, you know, have, have proper eating and exercise and taking care of the body. So we all, there's a different energy going on, guys. Every single month there's a different energy and you have to be able to ride the waves of the energy. But if you do create, if you, if you, if you deep, deeply, if you really believe in a good, in a, in a good sigh, Rabbi Nachman says, it could, it, could, it could literally put oxygen back into you. It could literally revive you. It's like your spiritual CPR. It can revive you, and it's done many, many times. Either that or a physical scream from the heart. That will also revive you. There's two things, Rav Nachman says, there are two things that will break the hearts, uh, the closed hearts. Either screaming out from the heart, help me, or sighing out of being completely lost and confused. Those two things, it's oxygen, those are all very spiritual things. Rabbi Nachman would constantly, he would sigh constantly. Why did he have to sigh constantly? Because every single time he reached from one level to another, he would have major, major depressions, major, major rejections. Every single time he came to a new level, right away he felt completely rejected. And he had to do that. Because if he didn't go to the higher level, he would never get rejected. So he had to create, the rejection created the yearning. So he was so obsessed, Reb Nachman, with never staying on the same level, that he was always, he never enjoyed the three-day vacation in the Bahamas. Do you understand? It was always one level, to get to the next level, now you have to go to an opposite. There was never an enjoyment. There was never a... 
He was always on the, he was always on the run. Again, it doesn't mean us, we do get, the, the, you, you'll get three days off of calmness, but then here comes another one. I'm just trying to explain to you. You'll get three, four days of peace of mind, but it's not going to be there forever, guys. Because if you had too much peace of mind, you would get comfortable. Like we said before, you would be in your comfort zone or you'd obsess for growth. The only difference is the, the obsess for growth creates passion, but it is extremely demanding on you. But the other comfort zone, you don't have to do anything, but you'll be miserable with regret and watch everybody else run and you're just sitting there. So you, you have to pretty much, we have to pick, pick the poison you want. And the Zerat Hashem, we should all have Yeshuot from, from all of this. Have a great day. We have time? Right.